Well, uh, again, we're in week two of our series called Ready, Set, Grow. It's one of those series that we do, not every year, but it's just that idea at the beginning of the year. Let's talk about establishing something. Let's expect something. Let's expand. We're going to talk about that next week and growing. So as we begin the year, it's a great time to get ready for something different. How many of you would like to see something different happen this year? All right. Yeah, me too. I would, I would like to see something different happen. And so that's what we're talking about. And, and then also to set some huge goals, some, some healthy goals, some, some real tangible make a difference in my life kind of goals. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And then also to position ourselves for serious growth, to actually get in a place where, and I've been talking about this a lot here at Southridge, that we've been talking about this importance of just growing just maturing, just becoming what God created us to be, to develop into the person that God intended us to be, whether it be as a husband, wife, dad, friend, all those things that God would help us to grow in those areas. And so that's what we're talking about. So in this series, we're asking a simple question, and here's the question. What does it take to get ready for growth? What does it take to get ready for growth? And may this year be the year that everything changes. So here's our key text. And again, last week I mentioned this. If you're new to Southridge and you're just checking us out or whatever, we take a key text in every one of our series and we just kind of keep pounding on it, just keep pounding on it so that hopefully somehow it will get deep within us and it'll, it'll come back at the right time because we memorized it and we let it sink in. So here's the text. Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, the Apostle Paul is talking. And I encourage you to read that whole chapter. It says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. And really what Paul is saying here is he's saying this. He, ha he has an expectation to win. And we talked about that last week. This, uh, this idea that there would be this stirring inside of each one of us that we would expect to win. And we would be in a position to win. That God would get a hold of our hearts that way. And so he was pressing, he was chasing after this idea. And then also, he had a goal to chase after. There was a target, he was shooting at something. There was an intentionality about him. And I think sometimes what happens in many of our lives is we don't have enough intentionality. We just kind of have kind of where the wind blows kind of approach, and it, that doesn't always work the best. And so he said, I have a goal, I have a target that I'm going after. And also, he has a purpose to fulfill. And all of that is in that one little verse. So today... I want to talk today about establishing goals in life that actually create a firm foundation. And you're probably wondering why there's a brick up here. We're going to talk about this brick, this block of concrete that was actually uh, holding down my basketball goal, so I hope it doesn't blow real hard today. <laughs> you know, it's just one of many that are holding it down anyway. So if I go home and the goal's done, I'm like, oh, man. Um, so I want to talk about this foundation. And many of us have set goals in life. Many, many of us have thought about this. We've, we've considered certain goals. Maybe it's for our families, or maybe it's financial. And it, we, maybe it's the financial goals, the family goals, or maybe just have fun goals. I want to do this for fun. You know, and you, you kind of set goals out there. A lot of us do that. I mean, that's pretty common. You know, and, and maybe we have weight and health goals. You know, I, I have a health goal of I, I want to be 20 pounds lighter than I am. Come on, all the 20-pound lighter people. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be a life group this semester, right there, the 20-pound lighter group, you know. Uh, and so, you know, I, I have goals, and, and, and I have health goals. You know, I, 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 during this Daniel's fast, you know, I'm, I'm eating a lot healthier because I'm doing the fast, you know. And 
I'm like, man, I, just, I need to be more healthy about what I do, you know, and just healthy. I mean, those are great goals. I mean, all those things, financially, family, having fun, they're great goals, and I think they're important to have those kind of goals in our lives. But, you know, I think sometimes we, we struggle with that, don't we? Just, just we've got these goals, but the reality of it. And I, I was thinking about for myself, some of my own goals, and I'll just let you into my world a little bit. Um, I was thinking, here, here's, here's my, some of my goals. I want to be real. That's, what, that's one of my goals. I just want to be real. And I, to me, the, the thing that drives me more crazy in life is just being phony. It just drives me crazy. I just want to be real. I mean, so what you see is what you get. I just want to be me. You know, anybody with me on that one? That's, yeah, I mean, that's just, I just want to be real. And so that's a goal for me. And sometimes it's hard because, you know, you, you tend to find yourself showcasing at times like, what in the world? And then you go, wait a minute, I want to be real. I don't, this isn't what I want to be. And so you have to adjust it. Here's another one. I, I want to fulfill God's purpose in my life. I, I'm not really sure exactly what that purpose is. I think this is part of it. But I want to fulfill God's purpose in my life. I want to be exactly what God designed me to be. Because I know that's where the greatest joy is. That's, that's one of the goals for my life. I, I, I want to have a great marriage. I mean, you know, Jennifer and I, uh, we didn't start out the best in marriage. We started out for all the wrong reasons, 18 years old. I mean, you know, we fought like cats and dogs for the first few years, and then we just fought like dogs the second eight or ten, and then, you know, and then we'd fight like birds that kind of love each other, you know. We gotta, you know, that's a weird analogy, isn't it? But, I mean, but we're good friends, and I, I realize the older I get is that marriage, man, you know, because the kids are gone. And so I just got to hang out with her, you know. <laughs> I want a great marriage, you know, I want to hang out with somebody I love and I want to do life with, and, and so that's one of my goals, is to do marriage well, you know, to really figure out how to be a good husband and, and lead my home and, and be godly in that and, and treat her right. You know, I, I was at this weekend, I was at a pastor's conference, uh, J- uh, Brent and I went a, to a retreat, and well, the speaker kept hammering on this idea of being the leader of your home. And he kept hammering on these thoughts about how you treat the people closest to you. And he, I mean, he just kept hammering on it. And, and at first I was like, okay, I get it, I get it. But then I realized that the Spirit was speaking to me about how I speak to my wife. And I realized that, that I'm not going to reach the goal if I don't start addressing some of the things that how I treat her and how I speak to her and how I engage with her and that, that I take her for granted, you know. I mean, she's not in here. Some of you are going to run out of here and say, he said so many sweet things about you. <laughs> Tell her that, all right? Even if it wasn't true, just tell her that, <laughs> okay? And so, I mean, that's one of my goals is to have a great marriage. I, I mean, I, here, here's one. I, I want my kids to make great godly decisions. That's one of my goals. My goals in life has always been when they were little that I want to see my kids make incredible decisions for God. That's all I want. I, and I don't care if they're rocket scientists or, or you know, what they're doing job-wise. I don't, I don't, you know, all I want is just to know that they're going to make the greatest godly decisions on a regular basis. That's what I want. And so that's a goal for me. Now, I can't control them, but I can try to encourage and help that, you know, make that happen. I, I want to be a part of a church that's life-changing. That's my goal. I, I mean, the reason I do this isn't necessarily so that I can be the pastor of a church. I want to be a part of something that is changing lives. That's my goal. That's, that's what drives me. That's what moves me. That's what causes me to be here. I, I, I want to be a part of the church that's a life-changing machine and, and doing that. And I also want to work with a team of people who are passionate 
about the kingdom of God. That's what I want. I mean, that's my goal. I mean, I want to I want to do everything I can to position myself with people that are around me and I'm around them that are passionate about the things of heaven. That's my goal. That's what I do. And so those are those are some of the things that I'm passionate about. Here's, here's another one. I want to grow as a leader and as a pastor. I realized doing this, I've been in ministry now almost 30 years. And I still have a long ways to go. Don't anybody raise your hand. I'm raising it for myself. I have a long ways to go. I want to grow. That's one of my that's one of my personal goals that I want to see happen. But even though I have all these, all these goals, I can't stand up here in front of you and say they're all reality. I mean, I have I, I think those are legitimate goals. Uh, but I can't stand up here in front of you and say, man, these are a reality, because the reality is, is I'm still a work in progress. The reality is, is I'm still chasing them. The reality is, is I'm still trying to get to some of those things. I mean, I still, you know, I want to be real. I want to have a great major. I want to do all those things. And so I'm pursuing it. I'm chasing it. I'm going after it. I have a goal to win the prize. And so that's what's happening. Now, here's another reality. I'm just kind of sharing my own heart here. Is that even though I'm still this work in process, many times I feel like my goals are always kind of out there. Anybody with me? They're just kind of out there. I can't, I mean, it's kind of, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm just reaching. I can't quite get it. You know, I can't quite get a hold of it. And, 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 and this is going to get gut level honest with you. Many times I feel like I'm a failure at my goals. I mean, I got goals. <laughs> I just give them to you. A lot of times I feel like I'm a failure in that. And as a person, I, I'm like, man, I'm not, sometimes I'm just phony, man, that's not even what my goal is, man, my marriage, man, I can't believe I, you know, I, and I get all these things going on, and all the things that go in my head, I'm starting to think, man, I'm just a failure at these things, and I think that's a lot of where many of us are when it comes to our goals. We have some, but we don't always seem to realize them, and so I want to talk about that today. Here's an interesting statistic that I found out. That, that why do we sometimes fail to reach our goals? Surprisingly, 80% of people never set a goal. I didn't know that. 80% of people never set life goals. 80% of people, so 8 out of 10 of us in this room, according to statistics, I think we're a better group than that, so we're probably 50-50. <laughs> that that we don't set goals. I mean, obviously, that's a problem. That, that might be why it doesn't happen. And then check this statistic out. Out of the 20% who do set goals, nearly 70% of those fail to ever reach the goal. Why? Why, why is that? What's, what's going on? What's, I mean, large group doesn't do it. I mean, that's the first step. But the second group, they do, uh, but they fail. And so I, I just started thinking about some typical reasons to why we fail at reaching our goals. Here, here's just a few. Number one is we set goals that are unrealistic. There's just too many, too big, too cumbersome. They're just unrealistic, you know. And, and some people have too many goals and not enough focus, and we want everything to end up I mean, we, wa- we wanna want to have everything and end up doing nothing. It just, there's kind of that paralysis thing. We spread ourselves way too thin. So just unrealistic, I think, is an issue. Here's another one. Is we set goals and don't give them any effort. It's the lack thereof. It's a lack of effort. You know, I, I, it, it, there is a lack of maybe commitment, you know, and, and in life, anything worth doing, if you don't give it your all, you will experience mediocre results. 
or there might be a lack of activity. You know, we set a goal and then we simply don't do anything. And to reach a goal, you have to make a step. You, you have to start because if you never start, you never go anywhere. What a profound thought, right? If I never move my feet and I never walk, I never go anywhere. And so this idea without action, nothing happens. Or, or there might be a lack of motivation that we really just don't care. You know, today you're sitting here and I'm talking about having goals. You're like, this is dumb. And, and you just don't care. You know, like, pfft, silly. You know, the reason why there's 80% of people that don't have goals because they all know that you, know you don't need goals. That's just dumb, you know, and you just got this no-care thing. And, and, and so we don't care and to change, and we're satisfied with where we're at, or we think we're okay when maybe we really aren't, and so all that's going on. So lack of effort. Here, here's a third one is we set goals and then quickly move on to other goals. Anybody out there like that? <laughs> you know, I mean, we have spiritual ADD, you know. Bird, squirrel, <laughs> you know. <laughs> One day it's, you know, this, and the next day it's that, and we're just all over the place, and we're easily distracted, and we don't stick with it. That's, that's a big problem. Here's, a, here's an interesting one. The fourth one is we're afraid of success and failure. Afraid of success and failure. It's amazing to me how many times I have conversations with people, and I'm kind of one of these people sometimes too, is that we won't attempt something because we want to be safe to not ever fail. <laughs> And so if I don't try, then I won't lose. If I don't engage, I won't get hurt, you know. I mean, I won't ever put myself out there, so nothing's ever going to happen. And so a lot of times our goals aren't realized just simply because we're afraid of the success or the failure. And some people really don't believe they're worth, worthy of attaining the goal. And I just want to let you know you're worthy of it. You're worthy of it. You really are. If nobody's told you that, maybe everybody's told you the opposite. God says you're worthy of it. You're worthy of attaining the goal. Because many times we sabotage ourselves before we even get started. And what happens then is we might actually walk away from maybe that key person that really could help us or that opportunity that could really send us forward. And we, we don't engage in those things because we're afraid of the success or the failure. So I just want to encourage you, go for it. Here's, here's another one. As we fail to understand the importance of realizing our goals. Goals are important and then realizing See, goals are more than just a checklist of, dream, of dreams or a bucket list. Goals are a target for life. This is how I want to do life, you know. I, and, and, I'm, and, I, and I hope you realize I'm talking about goals that are bigger than losing 20 pounds, okay. I, I'm talking about goals that are bigger. I'm talking about life goals. I'm talking about things that, that, that have an intense impact upon who I am and the people around me. And, you know, obviously losing 20 pounds, that might. No, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> and so, so there's two big thoughts, and I think, you know, and, and by the way, uh, you know, to, to understand this importance of reaching our goals, it takes time, it takes strategy, and it takes establishing a firm foundation. That's, that's what it's built on. And so we, we can expect and be ready for great things from God, but if we do not find a secure and solid foundation to do it from, we will never grow and we will never experience the prize. And so it's all about this foundation, this thing about all the goals that we have in life that somehow it would happen because of what we're built on and how we're established. And so there's two big thoughts about establishing great goals from Scripture, and I'll just kind of throw these out for you. The first one is this, is that we would make it our number one goal to please Jesus. Our number one goal is to please Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.9 says it this way. So whether we are here in this body, meaning we're, we're alive, 
or we're away from this body, we're dead, it is our goal to please Him. It's an interesting thought that that would be the foundational thought in who I am. Everything I do is based on this one thought. That this one thought can change everything. And so often what happens is our goals are not remotely in line with His goals for my life. We want personal success. He wants kingdom success. We, 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 want, we want to build something in the now, but He wants to build something in eternity. And we're just the opposite of what God wants to do. But if we would somehow get to the point where we understand the number one goal for my life is to please Jesus, is to please Him. Just as Paul said in our text, our key text, he said, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. Heavenward. This idea that there's, it's out there in Christ Jesus, the, the person of Christ Jesus. And see, the focal point of, of Christ, uh, excuse me, the focal point of a follower of Christ, you want to think this through with me, is Christ. I'm the focal point of who I am. If you call yourself a follower of Jesus or you're entertaining this and you're wondering what it's all about, it's this simple idea that it's all about Him and pleasing Him and He is the answer. He is the solution. He's the one that makes it happen. So, so it's not my career. It's not my possessions. It's not me. It's Him. So, so the goal of my family is Jesus. The, the goal of my marriage is Jesus. The goal of my finances is Jesus. The, the goal of my home is Jesus. The goal of my ministry is Jesus. The goal of who I am as a person is Jesus. Everything funnels back to this one person, Jesus Christ. It's the focal point. And so it's the number one goal that everything is built off of. Everything in Scripture points to this one person, the person of Christ, because he's the restorer of relationship with God. So nothing else matters if I don't have this idea set in my heart. Here's, here's the second thought, is to establish goals on a great foundation. On a great foundation. See, goals succeed because of the foundation that it built on. You know, a lot of times our goals, if we go back, the real issue is that it wasn't built on a good foundation. It, it had a loss or, or lack of stability. And to be set, like we're saying, ready, set, grow, to be set means to have a firm foundation to build on or to move from. from in, our, in our picture, I think it's on the front of our handout, it's the track guy. You know, he's set. He's set to go. He's, he's set to win. He's, he's got a goal in mind, but he's got to be set. And I think a lot of us, we have false starts or bad starts, right? We never got set. And so that's part of the problem. We, we, it doesn't seem to take place because the foundation wasn't ever established. It, it's being stable and solid. And for many of us, our goals never become a reality because our foundation is shaky. We are simply unstable. Emotionally. Spiritually. Financially. Relationally. We're unstable. And we've got all this unstable instability in our lives and we've never really focused on just being set just being solid just being in a place that i can build from that i can go from i can accomplish my goals if i'm solid if i'm set in a firm place i can't get there without having that set up and so we need to establish our goals on a great foundation so so jesus gives a really cool lesson and it's found in the sermon on the mount and and he and he kind of wraps up the sermon on the mount with this one thought with this one picture if you will and so here, here, let's just read through it and see what we can learn. 
Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, Jesus speaking. He says, anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise. And, and at some point, he's referring to the whole of what he just said on the Sermon on the Mount. But at the same time, he's referring to the whole of who he is, this idea. He says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against that house, in this phrase, it won't collapse. It won't collapse. Wouldn't that be a great testimony or a story of your life? <laughs> it won't collapse. That no matter what happens, no matter what transpires, no matter what difficulty I face, no matter what, it won't collapse. That's the story of my life. Wouldn't that be great? So he says it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey, it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. And when the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse like with, with a mighty crash. So that's amazing. Let me read it. Can I read it real quickly from the message? I love how the message reads this. And, and I don't know if you guys got that back there or not, but... Uh, let, let me read it from the message. That was NLT. The message says it this way. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on a solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, the tornado hit, but nothing moved the house. I want my house to be like that. Nothing moved the house. He goes on, it was fixed to the rock. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. When a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards from the message. Isn't that good? So, so what's all that mean? You know, what's, what's, what's all that mean? And, and let me give just three basic observations real quickly. Three basic observations. Observation one, I don't think I put this in the handout, uh, but maybe you want to write them down. Each of us, here's number one, each of us has a spiritual goal to build a solid house. No matter who you are today here at Southridge this morning, you have a spiritual goal that has been given to you by God to build a solid house. To build something in your life that will not collapse. God is challenging. He is charging. He is inviting. He is asking. He is begging. He is doing all those things. Would you please take upon yourself to build a solid house? Number one. Here's another thought. Is our goals without Christ as a bedrock will always be shaky. They will always be shaky. Christ is not the center of every goal that I have. Every goal that I have will always be shaky. So that's, and, and, and here's my illustration. So this, again, my rock from this, I can, I can do pretty good stuff built on this rock, right? But, but if I go to something else and see, I, I try to figure out what can I illustrate sand, try to stand it on sand. There you go. This could be really good, huh? You might want to get your cameras out because this could be a YouTube moment. 
So I'm trying to do life like this. I can do it for a minute. You're like, man, he's getting really bad in his old age. And we try to balance on this little moving rock, and we think, man, my my life is good. (laughs) Be ready, Dave. (laughs) You know, it's, man, what? I got no problems, (laughs) right? Almost anything would knock me off of that. But here, solid. And Jesus is saying, hey, build your life and your goals Something solid. Not that. And so that picture of building on something that's really strong and solid. So, so this, this goal of Christ without Christ as the bedrock will, will always be shaken. And number three, man, I never worked about I'm really out of shape. You're never going to lose those 20 pounds, are you? <laughs> so here's the third observation from our text is that we... Well, all, there will always be challenges to our goals and success in Christ. There will always be challenges. Jesus actually mentioned or gave us three of them in the story. He said rain, floodwaters, and, and, and uh, wind. And so just think about it for a second. There will always be things that try to dampen your success. There will always be things that try to dampen your success. Uh, success. Rain is always associated with clouds or gloomy days or soggy socks or a lot of puddles right and 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 maybe the rain is like a critic in your life anybody you have a critic anybody have somebody that's always just negative about who you are and what you're doing about who you're trying to become they always got something to say about how bad it is or how you didn't do this or you didn't do that a critic there's always going to be rain but I'm on the rock. There's always going to be rain. Maybe it's a conflict that you're wrestling with, that rain that just brings that, just that gloominess. But if I'm on the rock, the answer is the rock. So there's always going to be things that try to dampen your success. Here's another one, the floodwaters. There will always be things that try to wash you away. Things that come in. And if our foundation isn't strong enough, it will overwhelm us. So maybe the floodwaters are like a strong current of doubt. Maybe that's you today. You're doubting that God can help you. You're doubting that God would come through and maybe change the circumstance, that God could change or answer this problem. You're doubting that, but see, on this, I, I, I can do it. But over here, I can't. I, I can't handle that. I can't make it because of the doubt. Maybe it's, maybe it's, it's the rain uh, or the floodwaters of doubt, or, or maybe it's the floodwaters or a current of desire. Just always in there. How do, you, how do you deal with that? Or maybe it's a strong current of just dissension or division that's in your heart. You're just divided and it's just battling inside of you, this, this flood water. The answer, solid foundation. Here's the, here's the third thought he gives. He says, when there, and I was thinking there will always be things that try to blow you over. There will always be things that try to blow you over. A wind of discouragement a wind of disappointment, a wind of depression. Those are the ones I tend to battle with. But I know that if I'm on that, man, it's just a matter of time before I get blown over. But if I'm here, I can handle it. 
So I'm built on Christ. I mean, there's this, there's this foundation that my goals can succeed in Him, but there's no way I can make it without Him. And that's what Christ is talking about. So, so what's going what's gonna to help us? What's going to make it happen? What, what is going to help us is being able to overcome and see our goals realized. What's going to make that happen? And we could talk about how goals need to be heartfelt and passionate, and they need to be urgent, and they need to be sometimes difficult. You know, there needs to be some tension. We could talk about how goals need to be specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time-sensitive, and all you business people are probably recognized. That was hard goals and smart goals, you know, for the business people. We could talk about that, but that's not really what we're, th- what we're focusing on here with Christ. And so Jesus, he kind of, he gives us some practical instructions in our text that tells us how to be here. He tells us how to be here. He gives us instructions to do it. And it's two things, and here, here they are. Number one is this, is that we focus on developing our ability to hear. To hear. Anyone who listens to my teaching. Anyone who opens their ear to hear the voice of God. The reality of knowing the person of Jesus is based upon, upon our ability to hear his voice. It's, Lord, what are you saying? Lord, Lord what do you want? Lord, what's the answer? What's the solution? And it's all the, that I can hear his voice, that somehow I would hear what God is doing. See, any goal worth pursuing flows to the person of Jesus Christ. And without his word, the word of God is the source of that truth and the direction in our lives, we're only playing in the sand. Let me, let me say that again. Without the word of God as our source of truth and direction in our lives, we are only playing in the sand. Because we're thinking that somehow we've got the answers. And he said, anyone who listens to my teaching can make that happen. So, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what's that mean? I need to get into the word of God. If you have not committed yourself to reading Scripture on a regular basis, if this is when we throw Scripture up on the screens, it's the only time you read Scripture, I want to challenge you to add more to it than that. Because the very foundation of you building upon the rock is you being in the Word and God's Word being in you. That you can allow that to take place. And so he said, hey, if anyone who listens to my teaching, engages in it, buys into it, lets it be a part of who they are has an opportunity to build on this foundation really the big difference between those that succeed in their goals and those that fail is whether or not they listen or not and so the question is do i have an ear to what jesus is saying by his spirit and by his word am i listening or am i just doing my own thing and the last one as i close is to actively begin to move towards the goal he said and follows it and follows it. So Jesus' instruction to this is simply, anyone who listens to my teachings and follows me is built on this rock. So there's this idea that somehow it's not just about knowing something. Okay, I listened to him. I heard the story. I can tell you the story. I can pass the test. He's not asking if you can pass the test. He's asking, have you heard me and are you doing Have you heard my voice and are you doing? Are you obeying? Because active obedience is the pursuit of the goal. 
Here is the simplest but most profound truth about setting goals and succeeding them. It's not just about having a goal, it's actually moving towards the goal. It's not in knowing, it's in the doing. And so what does it mean to follow or to do what he says? It means I'm walking towards the goal of what God created me to be and I'm walking away from anything that hinders it. I'm walking towards the goal of what God created me to be and anything that hinders it, I'm walking away. That's what it means to follow. I'm going for it. It's loving his people. It's being led by his spirit. It's allowing my thoughts and my attitudes and my words and my actions to be controlled and directed by Jesus. Everything I do here is only based on whatever he does. Then I'm established. And the goals that I have, I go back to my goals. Man, I could be real there. I'll have to fake it over there. I can have a great marriage here and it might not work so great over there. And say, God has this incredible plan for each one of us that we would fulfill, but it's all based in Him. It's all based in Him. And so those that hear and move are blessed. They are wise, and they will not collapse. So let's pray. Lord, I know that many of us here have experienced those moments where we feel like failures. Many of us, Lord, have given it maybe our all in our own ability and come up short. And it's collapsed. It's it's fallen. It it hasn't worked out. Maybe, Maybe it was relationships. Maybe it was finances. Maybe it was our spiritual journey. All those things. Lord, I know today that, God, you're calling us to set ourselves upon a firm foundation that we might grow, that we might reach our goals. And so, Lord, first of all, what we do is we ask that you would forgive us, that, God, you would, ask, that you would just simply forgive us for trying to make it happen in our own abilities and our own strength and our own way, and that, Lord, we would come back to you And we would say, Jesus, everything I am is to please you. Everything I am is to be able to build my life upon you as the foundation of my life, knowing that then the goals that you have for me will be realized. Lord, let it be so today. In Jesus' name, amen.